The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. There's no crying in baseball! No crying! And this game's underway. The windup of his first offering. Just a bit outside. Here's a drive in a deep left field by Castellanos. It will be a home run. Oh, my God. God. Deep to right field. Way up there. They're going to wave him in. I don't believe it. My, oh, my. And look who's coming up. You have got to be kidding me. You talk about a roll of the dice. This is it. Okay, play ball. What's going on, everybody? Happy Thursday. Welcome into Payoff Pitch. We are Action Network's baseball betting podcast presented by BetGM. If you're looking for picks from the show, be sure, to, be sure to search Payoff Pitch Podcast in the Action Network app. Your host, Brendan Gladine, with Colin Whitchurch, Action Network Senior Editor, and Sean Zarillo, one of our contributing writers at Action Network. So, the Astros make this series interesting. They tied up last night, 5-0 victory in Philadelphia. The series is now tied 2-2. So we look ahead to game five, and if this pitching matchup was taking place maybe five, six years ago. We'd be like, whoa, look at this matchup. No Cindergaard against Justin Verlander. We will get to Noah Cindergaard because he is a big fan. He is, he is our ace on this show. I don't care what Zarello has to say, but we'll get to that later on in the program. We're going to start with Colin Whitchurch and give us a best bet for tonight with this game being in Philly game five. Yeah, I have a hunch that I think for the first time all series, Zarello and I are going to be going against each other because I am on an over here specifically for the first five innings with Cindergard against Verlander. There was actually some Three and a halfs out there last night. There might still be some three and a halfs out there today. I like that even more, even with the juice, but over four at minus 105 at BetMGM right now, I think is still very playable. We know Syndergaard isn't the pitcher that he once was. As you mentioned, we're going to get into that. But this is, I think the Astros are going to get theirs no matter how long Syndergaard pitches. He might only go once through the order, might go once through the order plus two batters. But I think the Phillies are going to get to Verlander again. We saw Verlander throw three perfect innings in game one before getting roughed up. We knew all regular season that he wasn't quite as good as the surface level stats that he put up. And I think that the Phillies offense just has a great matchup against him. He is obviously due from regression in a lot of batted ball stats and 
I, I just think that obviously he pitched well against them back in early October in his one start in the regular season. But I think the Phillies have a smart plan of attack against him. They're going to get theirs and the Astros should be able to scratch through a few runs against Syndergaard and whatever Philly brings in behind him. It's been very interesting, actually. Uh, the fifth inning has been the run-scoring inning in this series. There has not been a single game yet where fewer than two runs have been scored in the fifth inning. It's kind of where the managers have to make these tough decisions with these starting pitchers. It's going to be really interesting to see if Dusty Baker has a short hook for Verlander, given how critical this matchup is, and given Verlander's World Series history obviously you have a future hall of fame pitcher here how much are you gonna trust him when are you going to go to the bullpen and who are you going to go to out of the bullpen Astros did use several key relievers last night none of them work real high leverage high stress innings or pitch counts necessarily but they will be working on back-to-back days not that that matters a lot for the first five innings obviously Verlander should be there probably for the start of the fifth inning unless things go terribly awry and if things go terribly awry that's good news for our bet but in general, first five innings, if you can find a three and a half out there, love that, but I would still play over four. Okay, very good. So we are sort of fading Noah Syndergaard and pitching all together in these first five innings. I like it. Okay, Sean Zarilla. And by the way, folks, Astros are the favorites in this game. Minus 160. You can get the Phillies on the money line at plus 135. They're at plus 135 as well in the first five innings. Also minus 160 for Astros, first five. Totals at seven and a half for this game, Zarilla. What's your best bet? I like the under seven and a half. I projected this total closer to seven. Projected Syndergaard essentially for one time through the order, three innings. Could see him facing Altuve and Pena a second time around. Maybe walking Alvarez if they have a base open facing Bregman and then coming out before Tucker either way. So at most probably coming out after he faces Bregman a second time at worst, either gets knocked out earlier, faces the lineup once through, and then comes out after nine hitters. We saw him turn over the Braves lineup and face Acuna a second time when he faced them in the NLDS. Cindergaard much better against righties than lefties this season. And the Astros are a mostly right-handed lineup. 384 expected fifth against righties, 4.9 against lefties, not going to have to go as deep into a game. So maybe airs it out a little bit more and gets that velocity up because the biggest concern with him at velocity down three and a half miles an hour relative to his previous levels, pre-injury when he was with the Mets. He's mixed in more sinkers and sliders since coming over to Philadelphia. They've changed his pitch mix, made him stop throwing four seaming fouls. So that helped a little bit. He's getting more ground balls. Still, do not think he's going to be hyper-effective in a starting role, but as a reliever, as I said, where he can air it out a little bit more, maybe slightly more effective on the other end of the matchup justin verlander very interesting strategy in his first start in game one against the phillies he threw his fastball 66 percent of the time that is his highest mark using that fastball since 2018 so very aggressive with the fastball usage the phillies were really good against curveballs and sliders this year we're above average against all three pitches so maybe fastballs is the best way to target them Obviously, it didn't work out for him after the third inning. He was perfect the first time through the order. Typically, he throws his slider more to righties, his curveball more. 
to lefties. He was actually very curveball reliant in that first start as well. So curious to see if he changes up his pitch mix at all for game two after struggling in game one. As Colin mentioned, curious to see how quick the hook is. It gets into trouble again because it seemed a little bit slow for game one. He's up six in the World Series, ERA over six, whip of 1.3. At some point, you do have to go, okay, Justin Verlander has struggled in these moments. I got to get him out of there. Maybe save him for a game seven on short rest and relief as well. So my comments with regards to the total, Cinderard probably going once through the order and then getting to the bullpens. Bullpens relatively well-rested. The par factor for tonight, normally Citizens Bank Park about 46% above major league average. Last night, yesterday for game four, was playing about 4% below average, so a 10% drop off. Today, it should be in between those two right around a league average park. The wind and the weather factoring in in addition to the umpire. And then lastly, in addition to the under 7.5 to minus 110, I also like the Phillies money line if you can get it at plus 142 or better. Projected that at plus 131. The live alternative angles here, maybe Syndergaard and Verlander give up some early runs. You hit a live under nine or nine and a half as these relievers come in. And then you wait to bet the Phillies live after Syndergaard leaves the game. Okay, very good. Philadelphia Phillies are getting 54% of the money. As far as the total goes, under getting 62%. Now, Zerillo, to be fair, he does mention the fact that Cindergard might not last all that long. And typically when he bet Noah Cindergard during the regular season, he's making his normal turn through the rotation, giving quality innings, but sometimes it's not always quality, but just eat innings for us, please, Noah, because we need you to uh, help keep our rotation intact. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. We'll call it Throwback Thursday, I suppose, on Payoff Pitch, but let's go back in the time machine and find out how Sean Zarello felt about betting on or betting against Noah Syndergaard. So first in May, Syndergaard was with the Angels and came against the Texas Rangers. Syndergaard has just fallen off of a cliff dramatically. I would make Dane Dunning a better pitcher than Syndergaard right now. That's how far I'm willing to go with my Syndergaard hatred. Definitely an Angels fade, a Syndergaard fade. Then again in May, the Angels played that daunting Yankees lineup. And their first five line, I bet two to minus 125. I think that has come up a little bit, but that reflects what the market thinks about Noah Syndergaard. I talked about him last week, bet against him. It did not work out. He actually had his best start of the season, but his velocity is still sitting mid-93, as high as 94. He used to be 97. And 
you can't project Noah Syndergaard as a sub three expected indicator guy. Maybe he's better than low fours where I might've put him last week, but he's no better than mid three and a half. Still getting name value baked into Syndergaard's line that I don't necessarily think is there anymore. Later in July, Syndergaard faced the Astros. Again, he was with the Angels. Astros were a slightly different team at the time. This is what Rello had to say about him then. Syndergaard's doing some different things of late, putting his fastball away a little bit. And I've mentioned multiple times that his fastball velocity is down three miles an hour from where it was in his career peak, his career average. His strikeout rate has gone up in his recent start. Swinging strike rate has ticked up a little bit. So I think you're finally seeing a better version of Noah Syndergaard as he progresses coming off of that injury, even though his velocity has not caught up to where it was previously. Don't love betting on Syndergaard considering I was against them consistently earlier in the year, but he's getting to a point where I'm willing to back him. Syndergaard was traded to the Phillies shortly after the game near the end of July. Another Patrick Corbin start going against Noah Syndergaard. Two pitchers I've loved to bet against all season. Seems like anytime Syndergaard is on the mound, though, the runs just never come when I bet his overs. But I do like the over eight and a half there tonight. And that is the story of Sean Zarello fading Noah Syndergaard. You did back him once, so you are fair. When there is the correct spot, you will favor Thor. But oftentimes, I think the go-to line was, he is not who he once was. Yeah, I mean, as I mentioned, he lost three and a half miles an hour off of his fastball velocity coming back this season from injury. That is a dramatic drop. Maybe he can gain some of it back in relief or in short starts where he knows he doesn't have to go 85, 90 pitches and save it. But... I think it's always important to remember that these guys are not static. They do evolve, especially over the course of the season, adding a pitch, subtracting a pitch, changing things around. All of that can make you more or less effective. So definitely watch out for the evolution. That's why I keep an eye on those velocity charts and certainly keep an eye as add or subtract pitches from their backs. The one thing that we've learned here is that Noah Syndergaard is the official pitcher of the AF Pitch Podcast. I'm talking about him all season long. And now he is pitching the most important game of the season today. I mean, can't we also say, at least in his case, for Noah Syndergaard, good for him making it the whole year because Dallas Keuchel was probably our number two, but he couldn't make the whole season. So Syndergaard deserves credit for that. Also pitching well enough to get traded to a contender to even be in this moment. He was with your Angels for so long, Brendan, and helping them hit their win total under. So thank you to Syndergaard for that. This is your Angels update. And now here he is trying to help the Phillies win a World Series. Syndergaard yeah. and Willard playing for a round to Garam goes golfing. Are you, uh, how, how does that make you feel, Rillo? Uh, I mean, future's over fandom, so I'm all good. <laughs> I, I mean, look, it, it was a, it's a fun ride. This would have been gold if this closeout game, but it's not. And say he had pitched well. I would have laughed, but now I'm still looking forward to it. Hey, still a big game. Of course, this is this will tilt the series. 3-2 series lead uh, based on how it goes tonight. Who knows? If he looks good, maybe he goes beyond that one turn through the order, through three, maybe four innings. I'm excited because I just that's the first person I think of, Sean Zarolo, every time we talk about Noah Syndergaard. So, all right, that is going to do it for this episode of Payoff Pitch. We will have a game six. That is happening. We'll have that out on Friday. And then uh, we will uh, come together if any game seven is necessary. We will make that happen for you folks, okay? Because it's game seven of the World Series. Come on now. So rate, review, subscribe, pay off pitch. 
We certainly appreciate it. We are presented by BetMGM. Don't forget to find the picks. Payoff Pitch Podcast in the Action Network app for Colin Whitchurch, Sean Zarello, and Noah Syndergaard, as well as producer David Payne. Shout out to David. Did a great job putting this together. Thank you, David. Uh, Brendan Glashine. Enjoy Game 5. Go Thor. See you later. Look at his crowd on its feet. What a tribute. No one wants to leave.